0: Podcast. Yes. We're back with another special edition of the Big Go Bell Podcast. The storylines have not made sense
1: from WrestleMania to it's, now. It's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This,
0: this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but ultimately it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. I don't, I don't, I don't know, like right? do
1: Hello everybody, this is episode 103 of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. This is Aaron here uh, with my buddy 2Chames. Happy Tuesday to you 2Chames. What's up,
0: what's up? Actually, I believe this
1: is 104. Is it 104? Oh, well, so you guys banked an episode this weekend. We haven't put it out yet. Um, Yeah. It's either 103 or 104. We'll have to decide what's coming out when. Um, There will be another mock draft. Did you want to preview that real quick? Like who who participated in it? I wasn't there.
0: <laughs> oh I'm, you know, I'm trying to figure out how you talking to me, are you? Uh, are we
1: uh, are we live? Oh we're so we're live, we're leaving this in. Okay. Um
0: yeah, we did a mock draft uh the other night it was um it was a call out. Uh, Jamal called out um, D Wayne for a draft and the whole premise of it was that Jamal felt as if he wanted to build his brand. He wanted to build his brand basically on talent. And he wanted to be he wanted to style it based off of the new era, which he felt like the Wayne's characteristics um would be different from such, which made it all the more fun. When that episode dropped, it's going to be absolutely um, it's gonna be stellar. I think a lot of people are gonna like <laughs> it. Um it's the it's it's it may be the funnest episode I've had in
1: a long time. Did D Wing get Every, heated? No, everything was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> it,
0: I, I, we did it totally different. Um, Jamal came with his boxing gloves on. He officially he had his draft board ready. There were trades made. <laughs> <laughs> we, we made it also. Awesome. Like it's it's like nothing else. WWEs would not be halfway.
1: That's exciting. I'm really. I have. I have the file on my computer. I have not, you know, produced the episode with all the bells and whistles. But I look forward to listening to that with fresh ears now. So, um, what I think we'll probably do, since we have a lot of current topical stuff to talk about today, is we'll hold that one for the weekend. Maybe we can put it like an early release out for the weekend, so you guys can get your mock draft on. Because that, that's version three. We've done two other mock drafts. It was. um it was me and you did the first one and then you and Cellus did the second one. So now we have D-Wayne and a friend of the show at Giant Crab um, doing the third one, Jamal. So I I, I wanted to talk about the draft a little bit. There's some, you know, developments in what we're going to see next week. So Vince announced at the end of Raw, which my cable, I had to call DirecTV, my cable cut out, so I didn't actually see it. But apparently Shane's going to be the um, what they call him, the Commissioner of SmackDown? Am I? Do I have that right, too, James? You there, buddy? Yep. Okay. Sorry, I'm yeah. gonna keep going. um So they Vince named Shane was the Commissioner of SmackDown, right? He used the word Commissioner, and then Stephanie's gonna be the Commissioner Raw, and they each have to pick a General Manager. Now, I know you you had told me before the show you were kind of off the internet most of the day because you were pretty busy. So apparently the WWE app kind of oh, maybe, yeah. did you hear this, might have leaked the SmackDown GM that Shane's going to pick? Yeah. So the word that was insinuated that Daniel Bryan would be the general manager of SmackDown and um, I personally feel that's an excellent choice. I think he seems with the Cruiserweight Classic a little more comfortable being on TV as a non-wrestling character at this point and... You know, every live crowd that when they tape SmackDown live, they're going to be excited to see Daniel Bryan come out and do the yes chant. Yeah. So my follow-up question to you is, we would have to assume that Stephanie's going to choose kind of a heelish general manager for Raw. Who, who would you pick that could be kind of a Daniel Bryan caliber counterpoint to that? I don't know.
0: I didn't even think maybe, he you know, just trying to think who maybe be just a popular choice. Um, I'm also feeling like she may go with a woman as well. That would be good. Um,
1: so not, not Vicky though, because Vicky actually has like another career outside of wrestling going right now.
0: No, absolutely not Vicky. Somebody new and fresh that um, can compete with Dave Bryant, sort of say. I'm guessing Stephanie's going to name hers maybe first. And then, um, more of the excitement, surprise the day, Brian. So I think they're gonna book it. Sure. But um, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, mean, I guess you kind of think of being left the company by injury or, or something of that sort. Or um, I don't know. Is there somebody to somebody possible? Is there any possibility somebody from Tony or something?
1: Yeah, I I was kind of thinking along that line, too, and yeah, I I, I would like to see her name a female also. I think that um, Vicky Guerrero was a very successful female on-air kind of authority figure. Um, Yeah, like it it would have to be someone that's pretty well known. I don't see Trish coming back. Lita doesn't really make sense because she's kind of doing more of, like, the pre-show NXT-type coverage stuff for them. And I, I think she's, like, kind of on creative now, too, from what I understand. Um, <laughs> what would you think about Nikki Bella, throwing that I out thought, there? I know I she wants to return her. to wrestle, but you can't imagine her in-ring career is going to be that much longer?
0: Yeah, I thought about that, but I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't think it's a good choice and a good send-off for her career.
1: What about she Lana? To, uh,
0: no, because... I think she needs to pursue her wrestling career as well okay and then my... also sorry go ahead said that that also made her her dead statement you know so
1: okay my third my third choice here maybe this is the the best one what about Eva Marie
0: uh she also needs to continue pursuing her wrestling career I think she will be drafted as well too series we now, have... Brie will be now Bree will be an interesting pick.
1: She would be, but the reasons that she publicly gave for wanting to leave WWE was to be a mom and have kids. I can't imagine this fits into that plan, but again, that's only what she said on TV. Things change. Um, did, I, did, did,
0: did Stephanie look sort of pregnant to you last
1: night? No, I, I didn't get that sense. I thought she. No, but I mean, like, that wouldn't necessarily surprise me either. They I would just, you know, they already have three kids, but. She no, not this. And she just
0: looked a little bigger. Yeah, it's like I don't
1: know. I don't know. She's getting. She has a pretty regimented training routine. I listened to um, Joe DeFranco, who's like her and Triple H's personal trainer. He he interviewed her, and it sounds like they work out pretty hard at midnight, a couple times a week. Heard Triple H and this guy Joe DeFranco, but I don't know. I'm I the general manager part came out of left field because I just I guess. Like most people, I assume that it would be Steph and Shane, and like that was it. So, once again, we'll probably not be seeing Shane on a weekly basis, which he's definitely been missed. I like whenever he's on TV. So, um, that's all, that's
0: all the more reason why all that didn't excite me at all. Like, I was just like, whatever.
1: Well, yeah, nothing, so, nothing was accomplished. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we all kind of assumed that was the way it was going to go, too. Like, you put Shane on SmackDown, you make that kind of a, the newer feeling brand. You know, maybe you get some NXT call-ups that happen there and Stephanie can kind of continue business as usual on Raw um, yeah I heard it wasn't a very good segment like I saw a couple of clips on Twitter but like I said my cable cut out so I couldn't see it live um, I also didn't see the end of the Enzo and Cash match with the club did that, did that turn out any good?
0: Uh, I didn't watch it either I heard John Cena came out but I didn't, I didn't watch it only thing that was really good was just the, the Wyatt family uh <laughs> and the New Day, the Seth Rollins um, Rollins report, that was the only two good segments. So, again, Raw has not been really good to me at all. Uh,
1: it feels like it's a holding pattern until the draft, don't you think?
0: Yes, yeah, it's, it's nothing to, for me to be excited about.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's been a long time between pay-per-views. Um, you are attending Battleground, as are um, two other hosts of the show, Cellis and Dwayne. The card itself looks pretty awesome that you're going to see. You're going to see the shield triple threat for the title. You're going to see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, which has been really great. That, you know, while Raw has kind of sucked, that's been a pretty good part of Raw and SmackDown, especially last week. I, I really liked what they did. Um, you're going to get to see Randy Orton return in the highlight reel. Um, Sasha Banks is going to get a title match. I, I don't see her winning, by the way. I think she wins it at SummerSlam, like most people do. You get that uh, that New Day uh, six-man with the Wyatts. Did you did you enjoy that segment in the woods, like reminiscent of Final Deletion? Yeah,
0: that was pretty cool.
1: It was different, wasn't it, for WWE?
0: Yeah, Bray Wyatt is awesome. He, he really... Roman, I had no idea he was that
1: ripped. Dude, he's, he's a big man. They need to be doing more with him, I, I feel. Maybe he's kind of um, going to serve that role until Luke Harper gets back to kind of be with Rowan again but yeah he's he's a monster and then they just announced today another six man it was um let me pull it up here cuz my browser crashed right before we started doing this they they announced another six man um clicking on it right now oh no this they they announced that new day match officially never mind the other six man was the cena match with Enzo and Cass um you always good to see Natty and Becky Lynch that's your girl Becky um, and then the IC title and the U.S. title have some kind of upstart contenders. Do you see Darren Young and or Zack Ryder coming out with a title following Battleground?
0: Nope. No title changes.
1: It's a <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to talk, speaking of title changes, why do you think WWE booked a WWE championship match between Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose the night before the draft next week on Raw? I don't know.
0: I thought that was interesting too, but again, I guess to try to bring some ratings to it or something, I don't
1: know. So I, I also, I think that's one of two possible reasons. The first reason being, well, I guess it could be three reasons. First being, Yeah, you want to maybe pop a rating because people might expect Raw to be just kind of like a blah show because SmackDown's really the show that we're all excited for next week with the draft. Um, But I kind of wonder if this serves as a purpose of getting the title off of Dean Ambrose before the draft. What's the purpose of that? Well, let me break it down like this. Um, You have to kind of assume that whoever ends up pulling the first pick, maybe they'll do like a coin flip, wouldn't you assume that they would want to take the WWE champion to have that belt on their brand? Assuming we're going to world titles as has been rumored.
0: Uh, possibly. I mean, or, um, I mean, first of all, somebody, somebody in that triple threat is going to be the first pin. That's, that's, just, that's just what I think. I don't think it matters. Um, who has the belt? Because one's going to pick one, and one's going to pick the other. And I mean, ultimately, the belt is going to be with on one of the three. So I don't think it really matters in that, in that sense. I think if you think it technological, then yeah, you want the person with the belt. But you know, I think um Seth is going to be the one to sell himself, sell himself to either be the first pick or to not be the first pick. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I I mean. If this is heel
0: babyface work is what I think.
1: Yeah. I, I would assume if Raw gets the first pick, Stephanie's picking Seth Rollins. That's just my... Yeah. I mean, and, and in real life, wouldn't he be the number one pick if you had to start a company with a guy? I think we can all agree Rollins, who's getting a giant babyface reactions for doing heelish stuff, by the way. Um, yeah. But the other reason I thought that they're doing this is if Dean loses... SummerSlam would be considered his, you know, his rematch clause being fulfilled. I think this is a way to get the title off of Dean Ambrose and handle the rematch so he's not in the title match at SummerSlam.
0: <laughs> That's kind of rude.
1: <laughs> I no, let me be clear. I love Dean Ambrose and I would very much like to see him I, I think they did it all wrong in a lot of ways. I would almost like to see Dean come out of the triple threat with the title and have Brock make a case that I beat you at WrestleMania, I should get a title match. I'd almost rather see that instead of him versus Orton, although that will be a very good match, as you guys discussed on the last episode. There's no disrespect to Dean Ambrose. It's just where I kind of see it heading. I don't
0: know. At this point, creative isn't so creative. I think the most we're going to get out of... A lot of um, really unexpected things. It's just going to be the draft, but then maybe that may not even be the way it should. So I don't know. This is a filler pay-per-view. I don't expect any title changes. I just expect good match quality and you know the fans just to do their thing. But other than that, I don't expect too much. And and I think um, SummerSlam is just going to try to book the biggest matches. Period. Which um, I expect um, some form of some formulation of the Shield Triple Threat again, with maybe a stipulation or something. Um But I don't know. I just really don't expect too much of a fair. I like again. I, I feel Dean's gonna go into Summerslam with it because my only thing about it is, if you, if, from your logic, if you want to put it on, who's obviously the better sale? It's only it's between Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, and that's where you want them to win it. That, that's not where you want them to lose it.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, it would def definitely mean more at SummerSlam, and um, I guess I, I would. My question would be if you're gonna do another iteration of that match again at SummerSlam, you would ideally want to put a stipulation on it, unless it ends up being like the most classic triple threat of all time, and I feel like that benchmark is still the triple threat from WrestleMania 20. Um, I don't know. Like you could maybe put it in a cell or you could do like triple threat Iron Man. I don't think that's ever been done before. Yeah, that's true. And with a four hour show you would have the time to do it too, you know what I mean? That that's really that's a really out of left field thing there. But um I also wanna say Dean Ambrose, in terms of his WWE career, cut the best promo of his whole career last night. It was really good. Like, he really had me believe that the title was really important to him. That he took himself... It it almost felt like it was the first time Dean was taking himself seriously as a character. And I really liked that because it felt more authentic.
0: I'll have to agree. Yeah. that segment, it was the best.
1: Yeah, it totally was. I, I love that he was saying how he's the benchmark of the industry, and he said, I remember that my favorite line was, I've been carrying this company on my back for a long time now, and now I have the title to prove it, or something along those lines. I thought that was just great. And then Seth Rollins looked like he'd seen a ghost when Dean went off on him like that. that That's the Dean Ambrose that I think we need to see for the duration of his title run and beyond. Um, can I tell you what I what I see going, what I see happening? You talked about the biggest matches possible at SummerSlam. I think... I think Dean and Seth have a one-on-one match um, without the title involved I think that they like blame each other for not coming out of battleground with the title because I think Roman reigns is going to win the title on his first night back
0: sure.
1: tell me out of all three of those possible scenarios Roman reigns winning on his first night back tell me that doesn't get the biggest reaction. Granted, it would be negative, but the biggest reaction from the audience.
0: Oh, uh, again, again—is that what you want going into Summerslam?
1: Well, let's—I uh, look at it like not, this. I think Triple gonna H is is going to want his rematch at Summerslam because he still is owed a rematch. Yeah, I think you might get Triple H and Roman Reigns again at Summerslam. They're, I mean, Roman Reigns is not being booked as a heel.
0: Commercials that they're posting of him every time they can. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, got...
1: ideally, I'd like to see John Cena wrestle Roman Reigns for the title. I think that's the biggest match they could probably do until. I think what what's going to happen with this Lesnar thing, and I want to talk about the UFC fight after the break. I think the biggest match they can do at WrestleMania next year is probably the Roman and Lesnar rematch without a money in the bank threat looming. Don't you think?
0: Maybe I don't know I mean again, I just think that they're taking a the simple way out of a lot of stuff. so what do you mean? I feel like in the modest, in the modest move ever, I think that you talk about stuff that makes sense, they haven't been making sense. Just this shield triple threat shouldn't it be happening in that battleground. The 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 um draft shouldn't have been announced so early. Like this is a lot of things that I don't agree with. So for for me to for you to say something that I do agree with makes me feel like it's not gonna happen. So,
1: <laughs> I am, so another That wouldn't be the first time, I guess, right? Right. So Sasha
0: losing that SummerSlam, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't
1: either. I, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody like
0: Emma came back and just like interrupted the match, and they formed a stable, the three of them.
1: That would be a great stable, by the way, <laughs> especially it's if you could a... add Eva Marie to it. Also, you know what I mean? Or if Emma just goes
0: babyface or something after that, if you know whatever it may be. Like it's just at this point, I just I, I'm just going with the going with the flow till I see what happens with the draft because that nothing's been accomplished, nothing is a uh, storylines are. Um, either being dragged along or just not being built at all. So, this is why we got Orton versus Lesnar uh, because they're it Well, not Orton, but Brock probably taking another hiatus after that.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't think we see him until the Rumble at that point. I don't. Yeah, so. There's nothing for him to do. And I think Brock not being around and, you know, that looming. You have to think. And again, we'll talk about UFC after the break, but. You have to think he's going to have another fight. Like he's he's more interesting now than he's been in for the last year or so.
0: Yeah, and he, I mean, I I think I think Brock loses from Orton because Goldberg interferes. Because that's what my mind tells me.
1: Well, that you would know? be that would be fun if Goldberg and Brock, because I think they do need to redeem that match from WrestleMania 20. Um you talked about how you don't think Sasha might end up winning at SummerSlam because we all assume that that's the big women's title match. I, I agree with you. I think Charlotte should hold the belt even longer. The way I would book it is when you finally do bring Bayley in, have Bayley take the women's title. And then we can all, I think we can all admit Sasha was always a better heel than a babyface in NXT have her get so mad at Bayley because she's never been able to beat Bayley one-on-one, and Bayley came in and did what she couldn't do, which is knock off Charlotte as the champ, have her turn heel on Bayley, so when you get to WrestleMania 33 in Orlando, you can book that Four Horsewomen um, Fatal Four-Way match, and you have two heels and two baby faces.
0: <laughs> so again, that's something that I can agree with. You talked about that like earlier in the year, which I think is a tremendous booking, but... It's just like, anything you think is going to happen, we end up getting that at, I don't
1: know, fast lane. Well, and there's going to be a lot more pay-per-views on the calendar here um, after August is done. Um, I'm really interested to see, you know, they they, they really drove home the point last night um, regarding the draft that, tag teams had been broken up in the past and there was a, a threat of tag teams being broken up in this current draft scenario so i think we can assume that tag teams are not safe whether there's a tag division with unique titles on each show remains to be seen they haven't mentioned what's going on with the women yet and i don't think that women's roster is deep enough to be straddling two shows with two separate titles so i hope they don't go there with that um, I do think it's going to benefit a lot of guys. Like, you look at this battleground show, let me tell you the names of some of the guys that aren't you aren't going to see on the card as of this moment. Cesaro's not going to be on there. Jericho's not wrestling a match. He's just serving the old Miz TV role. Um, who else is not going to be there? Kalisto's not technically on the card, even though he just had a really great babyface run in the spring. Um... I'm sure I'm missing other guys, but I was I was watching Cesaro versus Kevin Owens last night, and I was like, why is Cesaro not doing anything meaningful right now? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, he's, he's just looking like a house show character to me.
1: He is, and like bringing him back from that injury, I would have almost rather see him get that, that number one contender spot the night after Mania, as much good as it did for AJ's profile. You brought Cesaro back to job to AJ Styles on Raw, and then not do a whole heck of a lot since then. Like I love that IC Fatal Four Way they did a couple months ago, but uh, I don't know. Um, well, why don't why don't we take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk about um, UFC two hundred. Does that sound good? good yeah, to me. All right, we'll be right back uh, after a word from us. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Connect with us on all of our platforms: bgbgroup.tumblr.com, at Group on Twitter, and facebook.com/slash Big Gold Belt. Okay, guys, we're back uh, with the second part of the episode. So. Two James and I talked off air and um, here's what we're gonna do for our release our episode releases kind of moving forward going into the draft. so we're gonna put what we're recording now out and you're gonna already see this when you look at the episodes what we're putting out what we're recording now. we're gonna go ahead and put out version 3 3.0 of the mock draft. Tonight also. So you're going to get bonus content tonight. You're going to get the episode that they recorded this weekend between D-Wayne and Giant Crab, the mock draft uh, version 3, tonight as well as this. And then we're going to put something out this weekend um, with reactions to the first matches that we get from the Cruiserweight Classic as well as the Nakamura and Finn Balor match that's coming up on NXT tomorrow night as we record this. From there, we're going to be recording some live content um, during the draft with reactions to the draft picks that are announced and you know any storyline developments, we're, we're considering putting out live kind of video type content of our reactions, which we would probably either let stand alone or potentially you know put an audio version up of that as an, a podcast episode that night, but there will be that content Tuesday night from us as well about the draft. So that's just kind of a programming alert. You're gonna get two episodes tonight some stuff this weekend about the CWC and NXT and then draft stuff next week, obviously. But um, it's, did I miss yeah, anything I there that we needed to tell them?
0: No, I think the big thing you, uh, you know, we want to, what we're trying to say to the fans basically is look, this is an opportunity for you guys to talk to us so we can talk to you, interact with us, um, give us your feedback as well. We're going to give you our regular podcast, podcast as we do, but we're going to definitely do something live. Um, if it, Whatever, like to re- to reiterate what Aaron said from anything that's going to be scorching hot, popular this week because it's so much. Next week is a real exciting week for wrestling fans, and we want to make sure that we can get out to y'all as soon as it's out while it's happening, whatever. So um, we're going again. We got a couple of members of the crew. We're going to discuss it, and um, again, like once you listen to this episode, which we're putting out tonight, um, to be prepared to. Uh,
1: tune into us. Well, not only that, and you guys are gonna three of the five of us are going to be at Battleground a week from Sunday, yep. and you know we're friendly people. I'm not going to be there. I wish I lived in the D.C. area, but I don't. But we're friendly people. You go, you go talk to Wayne and Two Chains and Sellers. There, they'll be wearing. I'm assuming the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast T-shirts that <laughs> you may have seen pictures or you may have even seen us in Dallas during WrestleMania weekend wearing those. Mm-hmm. Two Chains had his on at the Nova show last weekend. Yep. Um so yeah, a lot of a lot of big things popping. We're you know, we've we've had this show for a little over a year now and we're still kind of figuring out what we can do to get our, our content, you know, interacted Sorry. with and and you know, people hear it and stuff. And there's so much new stuff coming out. This live video stuff, whether it's Periscope or Facebook Live or Twitter or whatever, like that's pretty relatively novel too, and we're starting to kind of maybe harness that a little bit into what we do. Um
0: I think the biggest thing too upon um, you know, all of us getting together making this podcast was that we wanted to stand alone to be different. Uh we wanted to have a unique approach, we wanted to give out and produce material that wasn't just your typical podcast. But overall we want to make sure that we're having fun, but you guys are also having fun listening to us. Yeah. So with So much technology available for this, we want to be able to utilize it by all means, and we're just taking another step forward to
1: doing so. Yes, um, with all that said, um, we would be remiss if we didn't take the last few minutes here to talk about UFC 200. Um, yeah. I watched it with a, a friend and uh, a couple friends, and my wife actually, we had chicken wings and um, queso dip and stuff. I watched. All the fights the night before, I have never seen an episode of The Ultimate Fighter, but I watched the finale fights that were on Fox Sports 1. I watched all the prelims that weren't preempted by the Yankees game that went into extra innings. And I watched... (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So annoyed. My buddy didn't have... I know that they they kicked the prelims to Fox Sports 2 while that was going on, but he doesn't have Fox Sports 2, so we missed... I don't know what we missed. Nothing big, probably. But I watched the whole main card as well. I hadn't watched MMA... For a long time, like it had been a while. Like I really haven't gotten a live UFC pay per view since Brock last fought, because my main draw was Brock and will be CM Punk coming up in September. As a wrestling fan primarily, whereas you, to James, are a very big MMA fan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know we know what happened with John Jones and all that.
0: There's,
1: there's more to it. Did something come out that I missed since then? I mean, obviously that the. Tess came back. Oh yeah, the B sample. Yeah, know what it was for. Um, he could be facing a two-year suspension.
0: So arguably one of their biggest stars. Um, and I, you know what's funny? I like to compare John Jones to Ronan Reigns currently right now because they're, <laughs> they're both suspended because of something that's really senseless to me. But at the same time, both of the brands still advertise them as their guy in the commercial, which just only signifies how big of a star those two are to their company. And John Jones, as Ronald Reigns, is losing big money. And that's the nicest way I can say that. John Jones is going to get an eight-figure check after that fight.
1: I feel bad for for DC for losing out on a payday, by the way, also.
0: all, All day. And, and and for you to you know to have a wrestling ask a standpoint to this i feel like with Brock not even announced at the time you still were going to be turned into this fight but then brock was the the solidification to say i'm going to watch this car so overall great car great car up and down it's just i don't know as a ufc fan john jones he got to get it together and um and, and to the parallel to wrestling, uh, we hope that we don't see Ronan Reigns making another mistake. Uh, they both manned up to apologize for what they did. But again, as adults, you got to stay within the system that you're given. You have medical staff that you're employed under. Go to them. Don't go to your homeboy around the corner. <laughs> don't take no chances from your, your buddies <laughs> that you grew with. Like, keep it, keep it real now, you know?
1: Yeah. Um...
0: John Jones got tested for. um Um, it was an esters, estrogen blocker, which is something that blocks for HGH. Where uh, Ronan Reigns they said the sample could have been something on the lines of uh cocaine, but more than likely it was just Adderall. Mm. And um, a, a friend of mine noted that hey, if Ronan Reigns is on tour all the time, the champion, day in and day out. He maybe thought Adderall was the same way to go for that boosted energy you needed. But again,
1: don't don't listen to your homeboys. Listen to your doctor, you know? Yeah. I'm especially when you're when you're a main draw or in Roman's case, you know, they're trying to make you the top guy. You really need to be very careful when your body is your livelihood, you need to be very careful <laughs> what you put That's into true. it and what you do with it. Um
0: Let's talk about let's talk about bodies real quick. Brock Lesnar, 265
1: was his weight. That's insane that he made weight with as big as he is. He was in excellent shape. He looked great. And Mark Hunt even pointed out after the fight in interviews that he's done since then. He's like, I don't know how that guy made 265. He's like, he couldn't keep up with him with his ground game. Like... The thing about the heavyweight division that Brock has an advantage of is he's so much more athletic and can move. Whereas a guy like Mark Hunt is—he's got a good ground defense from what I saw in that fight overall. But he's just gonna try and hit you. Yeah. That's about um, it. You can't really—you can't really wrestle and be a striker. Where Brock, you know, even though he didn't have full body leverage because he was kind of like tied up on the ground with him, how many times did he, with his raw arm strength, hit? Mark Hunt, upside his head.
0: So Mark Hunt, obviously, the super Samoan, um, is a striker. He wants to stand toe-to-toe with you. And and Brock, I don't care how long he's been training, but he's been studying that guy. He refused to let his head be exposed to him. He refused to get up close for to be exposed to an uppercut by him. And so Brock, um, I felt, was very uncomfortable, One to – Maybe shake on some of the, uh what they, what do they call it, the uh, octagon. Uh,
1: like ring rust?
0: Ring rust, there we go. <laughs> octagon rust. But, um, yeah, so his, I feel like his technique was a little bit off. But because he was so massive and so strong, he didn't even use his body to pick Mark Hunt up. He said, I'm about to use a straight arm strength and just dominate. And he had very, uh. First and third round, very good execution on uh, his ground game. Uh, his ground and pound was good in the first, first and second, first and third round. Mark Hunt, I felt, got the better, best of Brock in the second round. Brock uh, was scared; he did not have no type of ring control, which is important to score. Um, but the biggest thing that I took from this fight is that Brock cardio was up to par. Mm-hmm. That was that's where I said where I was afraid that he wasn't going to assail that. His cardio was good, and thus we, the fans, we got a good fight. It was good to see Brock back. Um, Mark Hunt fought a good fight for what he could, for you know what his style is. He wasn't so good on the ground. His defense for, for the takedown was pretty good, but he fought the beast.
1: I just, he I it, he, I can't even overstate how <laughs> amazingly gifted and athletic Brock is, and it makes you appreciate what he does in professional wrestling when you see that, like, no, this guy legitimately can do this to people. He's the most authentic pro wrestler we've probably ever seen or maybe even will ever see um, just by God-given strength and you know his physical size. And he's gotten so much press. They were still talking about him. On, they talked about him on PTI today, Tuesday, and the fight was three days ago. You know what yep. I mean? And the WWE is going to continue to cash in on, um, you know, media hype with John Cena hosting the ESPYs tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. Like, it's um, it's a very good week for WWE in the grand scheme of things.
0: By the way, um, just to give some numbers right now for how big this event was, Conor McGregor walks around. If you're a fan of uh, the UFC, everybody knows Conor McGregor, uh, the super heel for the UFC. Uh, he walks around really stylish and um, just treat heel. He, you could just—he's very cock- cocky but confident, and he—he he walks like that because he was the highest paid athlete in the UFC. was born one million dollars from um, the UFC One Ninety Six. Well, Brock Lesnar just up that times two. Yeah, Brock Lesnar is really the real prize fighter out here, and just earned two. Point five million in his last fight and that's that's
1: not counting pay-per-view bonuses that he hasn't even gotten off the top yet
0: at all and that's for 15 minutes in the octagon, and then he goes next month and gets another big paycheck yep and that (laughs) you know what another thing we need to give props to two things brock lesnar after um his uh after his win speech um First of all, it was kind of weird to hear Brock talk, so I used to put uh, uh, Paul uh, Paul Heyman talking for him. So for him to get the speech out there for America, absolutely. And then to see the gorgeous Sable coming to the Octagon, <laughs> I, was, I watched I watched the fight at a this disclosed this, lo, this location, and I yelled out "puppies" and. Three foreign objects
1: looked at me, and I said, like, oh, "Oh, my bad." <laughs> <laughs> That's all we'll say about that, folks. Um, yeah, I it was cool to see Sable. I, I had to explain to my wife why she should appreciate who was in the octagon there because she had no idea who Sable was because that was before she started watching wrestling. Um, yeah. I. I made the case at the at the viewing party I was at that Sable should be in the Hall of Fame for wh- how big of a deal she was in her heyday. But that's um kind of a side note, but just to kind of wrap up this discussion, um that's- clearly he has crossover appeal because I watched the fight and I know I probably wouldn't have even given how great of a card it it was built up to be when John Jones was still a part of it. I probably wouldn't have watched it if Brock wasn't there, and I feel like I'm not the only one You know what I mean? The other thing, too, to note is that the UFC has now placed Brock as the number eight contender, number eight ranked contender to the UFC heavyweight championship.
0: So he swapped places with Mark Hunt. I didn't know that. Interesting. Yep. He is
1: officially on the contender list, ranked number eight. I think Vince would be silly not to let Brock fight as much as he wishes, as long as it doesn't interfere with SummerSlam. WrestleMania and maybe one one to two other wrestling appearances. Uh, I don't see I, why Brock can't do both.
0: Brock only does it if it makes sense. And if it makes sense it makes dollars. And I think uh, the fans will love to see Brock versus Kane Velasquez was picked up a win versus Travis Born.
1: kane yeah, like kane looked Brock good. that
0: night <clears throat> so, yeah, Kane Kane is the one that beat Brock. Kane has way better cardio than Brock and um I think the fans would love to see, and I think Brock would love to prove to himself. That he, yep. So, yep. You know, there's money to be made there. I agree. But I, I, def, I definitely, I definitely want to touch on something before we uh, get out of here. Okay. Um, the, the biggest, the the biggest conversation about this was did Brock won or if he lost? Not that he won. Two questions for you. Number okay. one is Brock Lesnar the biggest sale for physical, athletic sports? In the United States. In the
1: world. Like in the, the world. biggest draw, you mean?
0: Yes. There's Brock <clears throat> over wrestling, over boxing,
1: over MMA. Is Brock Lesnar the biggest name right now. Okay. So I think obviously in wrestling, no doubt he's the biggest draw. No doubt. Um, he's been treated that way. He's been positioned that way. A lot of what wrestling is is perception. And Given what Brock went in there and did successfully on Saturday, he is the biggest draw in the professional wrestling world. I don't care what anyone else says. Is he the biggest draw in MMA? He's got to be top one or two, depending on where you see Ronda Rousey and Conor McGregor star at at the moment. Um, I think we'll be talking a lot more about Conor McGregor come UFC 202. I, I wish CM Punk would be a part of that card because I would really like to watch him fight as well as Punk debut.
0: I, I think we're... Uh, <clears throat> you know, Dallas has spoken in this last match and the cross-promotion has um, spoken as well where, they're, they're, um, like I said in the last episode, Stephanie McMahon did not want to promote you. She said they wasn't, but then they did. And then they started cross-promoting. That there's another opportunity here for you to now take... I'll be your other highest star and put another fan wrestling fan and see what it can do.
1: I mean, it, it, in, if you look at it objectively, it's absolutely no different than what they did for WrestleMania one with the rock and wrestling connection. When you had Alice Cooper and you had Cindy Lauper and mm-hmm. you had, um, was that fashion guy that was there. Um, uh, Liberace, Liberace was there. You had, um, the announcer from the Brewers, um, Bob Uecker was a part of those things. Like, it's absolutely no different than that, unless you look at it from the framework of well, these guys are actually going cross promoting and like actually putting their bodies. Not that professional wrestlers don't. I don't mean to put it that way, but there, this a shoot fight. What Brock is doing, what CM Punk's going to do, and that's just in a, in a day, an age when with social media, where you have to be pretty loud to be heard. There's no doubt. That Brock Lesnar and the UFC were heard on Saturday night. It was a very big topic of conversation online and still is. Um, plus, the UFC just sold for $4.5 billion, with a B this week on Monday after Dana White said they weren't selling for months and months. Obviously, that was baloney.
0: Fans, if you have no clue how much four point five billion is, you could buy any athletic organization in the
1: entire world. You could buy the Cowboys. They're valued. You can buy, a, yeah. You could buy Barcelona, you could buy that is more than every
0: NBA contract that was given this this uh, free agency. So
1: And if the Fertita brothers are smart, that's exactly what they're gonna go out and do. They should probably just buy that Las Vegas team that the NHL is about to install after next season. That's what I would do. Yeah. Um. But um, what was your second question before we get out of here?
0: And so, okay, so now that he's won now, um, do you continue uh, the projected booking as him being the beast of Cardinal nobody can be him? Do you still continue down that path? Do you change anything different okay. about Bob's character? Do you make him in the draft now? Like, what...
1: What ultimately now moving forward? Is the WWE. Well, the I I'm very critical about WWE's commentary. Um But one thing I really liked that they accomplished last night was you know saying, well, you know these these commissioners are going to have to decide: Are you going to draft around Brock Lesnar, who's not here all the time, or are you going to draft a guy like Cesaro, who's going to be here for ten years? And build, build your brand around him so they made it sound like Brock is part of the draft so I, I assume someone is going to pick him I I think it's kind of dumb I think you should just let him be part be like a free agent type of thing you know what I mean yeah, but um what was the first what was your, the first part of your question though I kind of got off track here um, uh, but yeah, I can't, you oh the booking, the booking the booking yeah so I think they made a mistake in announcing this Randy Orton match But I guess one could take the counter-argument that, well, they talked about this match on UFC 200 in the post-conference. You know, DC even commented on it in his post-fight interview. So maybe that was wise of them to have something on the books for Brock to do. But like I said, if it was me, I would have waited. And contingent upon Brock winning, I'd have Roman Roman Reigns win the title at Battleground and have Brock come in and get a title shot and probably win it. Yeah, I... I, I like
0: that. Um, I, I was very interested to see the booking of Brock with the Lost because I, I, I kind of like the game in my La La Land, the fantasy stuff. I was thinking like, hey, Brock versus the Wyatt family to prove that he lost, like, he's still the beast, he can beat up the whole family. Something that the D-Day can do, but Brock did at SummerSlam. That's where I was going at with that. Well, that, what... it, he would
1: have looked like he had a chink in his armor, like he might not be able to go as much anymore. It would have made him look like... Like he was human, and now that he's not, he, he cannot lose legitimately until you're ready to probably put Roman Reigns over on him. And I would do that at WrestleMania 34 if that's where you're going to go, because that's that would be the last night of Brock's current deal with them. And you just
0: I don't, you just don't want Brock. You want I, I, you want Brock to be like
1: insane. You, know you want him to be an attraction still. You can't overexpose him, which is why I think this UFC deal. It's so valuable. I think they should just keep doing it. I think I don't understand how anybody loses. Even if Brock gets beat up by Cain Velasquez, I still don't think. Now that he's won a fight, I don't think that. I think this whole deal is infallible. I think it's it's only going to be good. Yeah. So.
0: Could you imagine this guy with both belts and both?
1: Dude, that yeah, like if, if he if he got the title at UFC and had the WWE title. He's just an even bigger attraction for both brands. Yep. Like you
0: know what, and, and I don't care what Dana White was saying about losing the legitimacy of the UFC. Dana White has been saying a lot of stuff because he's a businessman mm-hmm. and money talks. Money you know talks. That you said wasn't going to sell, just sold for more than any amount of any any other athletic organization. Right down his comments mean nothing to me. Brock Lesnar could have both those, and it could be booked
1: it would be phenomenal. Be it would be great. They just be valued great. um WWE after this deal. WWE was valued north of three point five billion by the way. Yeah, I saw just that. as kind of a you know how they do with like how the Clippers sold for X amount, so now any NBA team that's gonna sell from this point forward mm-hmm. if they're in a big market like Los Angeles, you know, that's kind of the starting point with whatever Steve Ballmer paid. I thought it was like two bill for the Clippers a couple of seasons ago, but um yeah, I I want to – can I Can I leave you on this note here, by the way? Assuming that at some point Brock inevitably takes that title and you don't see it on TV for a long time, long stretches of time like the last time he had the belt, I think it makes – if they do two world titles, I think it makes the other world title mean even more because you still have a world title on TV on the one of the other shows.
0: Yeah.
1: So that's yeah. that's another thing to think about, too, because I, I from what I read, the belt's already made the other world title, and I heard that it looks like poo. <laughs> they should probably just go. go back to the big gold belt, you know, the WCW, NWA belt, but there you go. then another thing is you could make a new belt, and you could still sell the old belt and the new belt. <laughs> and your homie that we met in Dallas that owns, like, every belt, you know, that's he's going to go out boy, and buy boy. it, right? yeah well i just think that uh this is
0: an exciting week for a uh, sports uh twitter was phenomenal from everybody from all forms of athletic or to startle, commenting on that match It just signifies how big it is and yeah although we only cut um, close to maybe an hour for this recording i mean we could talk about this all night for sure but uh it was you know.
1: such an interesting night like even my wife who Kind of like turned her eyes at some of the violence, specifically the end of the Misha Tate title match at the end of the show. Um, My wife was glued to the set. Like the whole room was – my friend's wife came home with some of her friends and they were glued to it too because it was just – it was a spectacle, that Brock fight. It was so cool because at any moment, someone could just be destroyed with one shot and that it was it was the most riveting fight i've watched and granted i'm not a huge mma guy like i said but that was excellent and you know we split the pay-per-view three ways between me and my two buddies i'll pay 15 bucks to see brock fight yeah. that's how much each of us put in i'll pay that every time
0: And brock thanks
1: you. oh i'm sure he i'm sure he does and i'm assuming his hunting property up in saskatchewan thanks me too um it's cool I had a great I had a great night watching the fights it was a blast and I'm really looking forward to the draft and I'm looking forward to Battleground because I think you guys have a heck of a card to see when you go to to the Verizon Center here in a little over um, a little less than two weeks here but why don't we get out of here and um, we'll get back with everybody this weekend about NXT and the CWC and you know draft coverage starts now I guess too so um for two chains this is aaron this is the big gold belt wrestling podcast make sure you check out version 3.0 of the mock draft that the boys recorded that we're going to put up tonight as bonus content and um yeah we'll get with you next time thanks for listening